but making sure that you're actually doing the things that light you up in your business and that your presence is where you would like it to be instead of where you think it has to be is that if you think it has to be there, you're going to attract those people. Whereas being where you desire to be based on your vision, based on your philosophy, based on your um, intention and who you are as a person is really important. You're listening to the Well Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's mental cycle educator, natural fertility coach, and daytime mermaid. This is a place where we discuss all things periods, poo, ovulation, fertility, and sex. Join me weekly as we rediscover our menstrual cycles, unlock its superpowers, and guide you back into your cyclical nature. Hello, beautiful humans. You are tuning in to episode 222 of the Well Woman podcast. I'm really excited for this episode. I feel like I said that every episode though, but this is a solo episode. For a change, I am dropping in on my own to deliver you on a topic around menstrual cycle coaching businesses. And it's come at a really beautiful time because I've recently just been in Indonesia and I've been reflecting on the fact that I started this Well Woman podcast back in 2019 after being in Indonesia at this exact same time of the year. And it blows my mind that we have been running this podcast, or I should say I have been running this podcast for four years now, and we have consistently released a new podcast episode every single week, except for the last month, which for me really is a a huge achievement because I've had to dedicate my time and this isn't an income generating podcast. This is something that I do for the passion and love of sharing menstrual cycle education with the world. And regardless of where I've been in my life or what's come up for me during this lifetime or throughout this experience of the last four years, everywhere from breakups to termination to travel, you know, being off grid for three months in 2023, sorry, 2022, Um, I've still turned up and this has been a really great consistent commitment for me and I really love this passion project and I hope that you enjoy listening to these episodes as much as I do sharing these episodes with you. Now recently inside of the um, my cyclical school menstrual cycle coaching certification program for level one I had a few students asking me about like things that I would need to consider around menstrual cycle coaching in starting a business and I thought this would actually make for a really good podcast episode. Now Personally, I started my business back in 2013 as a coach after studying coaching and coming out of the nutritional manufacturing world. So my experience in business is a little bit different and I've done it slightly differently to what is available with the tools and the tips that you can have today in you know the year of 2023. But I think it really all still resonates and it's quite simple and we can make it really complicated. So I thought this would actually benefit everybody. So regardless of whether you're a menstrual cycle coach or not, this is actually a really great insight into business and the things that you can do and actually starting out a business and you know moving forward with that business plan or intention or desire to serve the world in some way, shape or form. So for me, um, something that I think is really important as a kickoff and like the first step, and there's many steps and I'm going to, I'm going to share the top seven with you. (laughs) How does that sound? The top seven tips. And to kick it off with the first tip is you really need to identify what it is that you want to serve and who you want to serve. And that's comes back to like identifying your niche Um, or your niche, depending on where you live in the world and how you pronounce it. But when it comes to your niche in the menstrual cycle coaching world, a lot of people think, well, there's just the menstrual cycle, right? But there's actually many sub niches 
within the menstrual cycle. You can go from working specifically with athletes. You might work specifically with parents. You might work specifically with career-based women. You might work with women who were postpartum and coming out of having children and wanting to reclaim their cycle. You might work with menarche and women who are moving through puberty and becoming young women. You might like to work with menopause. You might like to work with preconception. You might like to work with people who um, are moving towards, say, natural contraception and off hormonal forms of contraception. Literally, the list can be endless. And so it really comes back when it comes to your niche, something I like to, to really help you in, you know, look at is what are the things that you really like? What do you like in your life? So do this little exercise, grab a pen, and pa- a pen and pad and write down all the things that you love doing in your life. So an example of the things that I love doing is I like being athletic and that's because I like to move my body and training. I'm far from an athlete though, just FYI, but I like to practice my yoga. I like to do hiking. I like to do long bike rides. I like to swim. I like to do stairs. I like to go for long walks. So I'm really passionate about that. I'm also really passionate about gardening. I love having a home garden. Um, And then I'm also really passionate about craft. This might be something you don't know about me, but I'm a big crafter. Actually, my first career was in um, fashion design where I was a swimwear designer. And um, I used to make all my own clothes and sell them at the beach markets here on the Gold Coast where I live. Um, which feels like eons ago, but I'm a very crafty kind of person and I love being creative. So looking at those things is I love birthing and sprouting new ideas. I love being creative. And then I also love movement and the body and the health. And so I really decided when it came to the niche, as an example, is I might like to work with someone who's specifically passionate about health, moving their body, and maybe I work with athletes or maybe I work with amateur athletes Maybe I work with like, you know, average women who like to go to the gym and that's my target niche. And so there's many, many sub niches within the the niche of the menstrual cycle. And I think it's easy for us to forget that, but there really is many niches. So look at, okay, well, is it a particular age bracket? Is it a demographic? Is it a location? Am I working specifically with people who are based where I live? Um, Do I run in person? Do I have a bricks and water house clinic or a practice that people come and visit me for coaching? What is it for you? So the first step before you do anything else is identify, well, who would you like to serve? Who would you like to support? And start with your niche. So that's the first thing. I think the next step, so step number two, is developing a coaching philosophy. And I think, you know, your philosophy will evolve and change and so will your niche in that fact is that just because when you're starting, you decide that you want to work with one particular niche doesn't mean it's going to be your niche forever. When I became a coach in 2013, I was actually coaching on food and nutrition and for people who were going gluten-free and quitting gluten. So much so I wrote a whole book, a whole ebook. It was like 120 pages of like quitting gluten and how to do that in a supportive way and how to protect your body and nourish your digestive system and blah, blah, all the things. That is not my niche right now. 10 years on is not my niche. And so it's important to understand that as you go, like as you grow and go throughout your journey of being a coach is that you will evolve. So your niche will evolve and your philosophy will evolve too. 
But one of the main philosophies I've had since I started coaching was that I had the dream of people becoming independent with their health. And that is still one of my big dreams and one of my goals when I sit down in session with clients is that I say, my intention for you is for you to become independent with your health, not dependent on me to help you be healthy or help you reclaim your cycle or understand your cycle. So when it comes to the um, your philosophy as a coach, what is it? Is your philosophy specific around you know, showing women how you don't need to train the same way every single day of your cycle and it can evolve? Or is it really around how food is medicine and how you use the food to support menstruators throughout each phase of their menstrual cycle? It can be many different things, but I think to sit down and look at what is my philosophy and a really great little task that I ask our cyclical school students to do is to reach out to others around you and ask them, like, what are words that I say all the time? And what do you think my hobbies are? And what are the things you think I'm really passionate about? And you'll be surprised that maybe your niche pops up in that little exercise, or maybe you actually end up developing your philosophy from the results by asking that little survey with your friends and family or those in your inner circle. And I think it's really powerful to know that the people around you can often see in you what you can't yet see in yourself. And that's how my coaching journey started. My really beautiful friend, Alanka, um, was you know going gluten-free and she asked me how to do that. And so I helped her and she's like, you're really good at this. You should help people with their health. And I was like, what? You're fucking crazy, girl. Like I already run a photography business, work in consultant consulting for nutritional manufacturing and you want me to just start a coaching business? I was like, girl, you are so lost. <laughs> I can't possibly do that. And now look at me. And so your friends and your close inner circle can often see in you what you can't see in yourself. So think about that really in-depthly. Now, when you are creating your philosophy for coaching and your coaching practice, when you do this, this will actually help you build a really strong brand. It will help you with your branding. It'll help you work out how you're going to share it with the world and the ways and the tools that you want to share it through. And it can also help you attract the clients that have the same or the aligned values and, you know, methods and beliefs and desires as you. So often you attract what you are. And that's the same with like romantic relationships. It's the same with friendships and it's the same in business relationships too. So identifying what your philosophy is can help you attract clients who want to align with that philosophy or already align with that philosophy. So it's a really easy getting started step. So number two is develop your own philosophy. What is that? Is that going to be your purpose? Is it going to be your business message? Is it going to be part of your slogan or part of your logo? So developing your business philosophy is really important. All right, number three. Now, this is something that a lot of people can easily get like thrown off by, but get educated. And when I say get educated is that if you're starting a menstrual cycle coaching business and you don't know anything about the coaching skills, you need to go and study coaching. If you are looking to learn more about the menstrual cycle, you need to go and study the menstrual cycle. Of course, I run cyclical school, but there are other ways you can study the menstrual cycle too. If you feel that my teaching is not for you, which is totally fine because it's not for everybody and I'm very aware but get educated and also get certified in the menstrual cycle. There's many different ways you can do that. Like I was saying, Um, cyclical school offers three different courses. We have our level one course, which is the foundation. It's a six month 
uh, menstrual cycle coaching where we go through the menstrual cycle. We talk about coaching and then we talk about business over six months through three semesters. The two add-on courses to that is one level two and level two is a three-month course which adds in much deeper to the energetics, the emotional and um, the spiritual elements of the menstrual cycle that partner on to level one. So that's a continuation. It's an extension. And then we also have our natural contraception and fertility coaching course. This is a course over three months that teaches you the in-depth aspect of the menstrual cycle. So this course looks at the hormonal forms of contraception, but also the many different forms of natural contraception, including barrier methods out there. Not to mention when you are thinking about learning about the cycle, whether that's natural contraception or, you know, just looking at the menstrual cycle itself, is that you wherever you study, you want to make sure that there's practice and mentoring involved in that study. I believe in getting started. Some of the things that you really need to consider is practice and practicing your coaching skills, working with friends, working with family, reaching out to people on maybe your Instagram or your social media and offering free coaching as practice to getting started. These are really important steps and tips. And I highly, highly recommend studying somewhere where you have practice and you can get mentored in that practice. So that's my step number three. Now, number four is to create a business plan. Now, this is something we do in level one of menstrual cycle coaching in depth over a whole semester, but you want to understand, well, what is your plan? So what are your goals? What is your target market? We already talked about your niche. What is your strategy around marketing? What are your hesitations around finance? What is your relationship with finance? What are your fears around finance? What excites you around finance? All very important things. And looking at what your intention is. And I love the word intention because it's intent. So it's kind of like you're in the tent, if you know what I mean. Um, I love that. So when you're looking at your intentions with your business is, well, where would I like to be in one year's time? three years time, five years time. And something that's a really great exercise with this is looking at like, say, a five-year plan, but also a vision for five years. So before you do any planning, you need to have a vision. So sitting with yourself, closing down your eyes and exploring, well, what would my ideal day look like if time and money weren't a challenge and I was living my passions and I was delivering the services that I desire to, to deliver? And the passion of service and the passion of support and the passion of community. What would that look like for me in five years time? And identifying where your vision is, is actually important because if you don't know where you're going, you can't make a plan for it. So I always like to use the analogy of a, of a holiday is that, you know, if you're planning to go to America, but you've got no idea where in America you're going to go. Well, you're not going to be able to make a plan to get there. You don't know whether you want to like swim from Australia. That'd be a long freaking swim. Um, Whether you're going to catch a boat, whether you're going to fly, whether you're going to fly and then drive, you know, where are you going to stay? What is the destination? What are you going to do there? So knowing what your vision is and the destination will enable you to create a plan and a structure for the journey. And remembering that the journey is what's more important than the vision and the destination, because the journey is where you are right now, instead of being living it up in the future, we're living in the present. But having a vision is important. So maybe that vision is you creating a vision board, getting all your images and things that inspire you. Maybe it's a Pinterest board. 
maybe that vision is something that is written in a poem or in words or in a single photo, but creating your vision is important. And then the next step to that is your plan. So what do you need to do to get there? How are you going to launch? How are you going to start? How are you going to share your gifts? And that really comes back to sharing. You know, a lot of the times, most people don't even know what you're offering if you're not telling them. People need to be told, this is what I'm offering and this is my service. And I think it's important to remember that you need to say what you're doing and say what you're offering and share your offers so that people know that, oh, I could buy that from you. But if no one says, oh, like I'm selling juices, come buy my juice, then you would never know that they're buying or you're, they're selling a juice. So how would you know to buy one from them or that the opportunity was even there in the first place? So creating a business plan is important, but the first step to that is your vision. And then once you've got your vision looking at, okay, well, what is my market? What is my, what are my goals? What are my, what's my financial vision around how much money would I like to make? But more so my vision of my relationship with finance, I think is way more important than how much money you're going to make. And then how can I launch and how can I stay focused as I do launch? Am I someone who gets distracted and I need accountability? So how can I receive accountability? Is that me hiring a mentor? Is that me doing it on my own? Is that me getting support from my best friend or my partner or a family member? But looking at creating all of this in conjunction with knowing your niche, knowing your philosophy and having education behind you is what's really going to make that next step of creating some form of a plan happen and achievable because, you know, why would you do it if it's not achievable? Today's episode is brought to you by my signature membership program, the Well Women Academy. Would you love to discover your own menstrual cycle, live with natural fertility and contraception, understand ovulation, master menstruation and live cyclically? Well, I've got an answer for all of your questions. The menstrual cycle membership is here. The Well Women Academy is a monthly membership where together we study things like the cycle, cycle tracking, cycle rituals, natural contraception, the feminine, eating and moving through your cycle and lots more. Yep, it's the number one place to discover how to end your cycle signs, live in tune with your cycle for good. For less than $2 a day each month, you'll access over 180 live self-paced educational classes and cyclical specific learning modules across a wide range of formats like written, audio, video, and a guided home study. Not to mention every membership gives back with a menstrual cup to menstruators in need. Thanks to our commitment with the COVA project. Join me and women from all over the world inside our private Facebook community and online learning portal. As together, we awaken our cycles, reconnect with our bodies, and you become guided to live more cyclically. Use the code word podcast to receive 50% off your first month. To learn more and join us, head to wellsome.com forward slash academy. Now, number five is a network. Now, something I absolutely love, love, love about this podcast is creating a network. The opportunity of meeting people from all over the world who love the same topics that I do and just love ranting on these topics with me is an amazing network. And when you're starting out, you need to have a support network. The support network doesn't just have to be people who can support you by like, I'll make dinner tonight whilst you go and work. It's more so about a a network of people who are in the industry that you're in, who can understand what you're going through and can, you know, really chat with you about it and connect with you about that. 
And then also creating your own network of clients and your own business network is important. So there's multiple mini networks in this, but you want a network of support first and foremost. Don't let that slip by the wayside a network of support because in business there are ups and there are downs. It's like a fucking roller coaster. I tell you what, I've been there. I've been in it for a long time. I've been self-employed for the last, geez, 17 years, 18 years. And it's really important to recognize that there will be ups and there will be downs, but the more you can stay consistent with your journey um, and committed to your journey, the more likely you are to see it out and see it through and stick with it. But having a support network network is really important. So along with your support network, you also want to have a business network of support. And so that's your clients. It's your community. Maybe you grow your own community of clients. Maybe you hold events and that builds a, a beautiful community and a network. But when you build a really strong network, it can actually help you attract the clients that you desire to work with, as opposed to attracting the clients you don't want to desire to work with. So when I first started coaching, I would coach anybody. I was like, dude, you just want some help with your nutrition? I will help you. You want some guidance and support with your food? Give me a call. And I would work with anyone. I worked with men and women of all different age brackets, literally from children right through to my oldest client was 92. So very, very diverse. And what I learned is that I can't help everybody and I don't want to help everybody. I really want to help the people that I vibe with really well. So when I sit back and I really focus on that, I have to look at, well, who am I desiring to work with? And is my plan, my niche, my philosophy attracting the people I desire. And if it's not, then you might need to make some changes in those earlier steps. But when you're building your network, if you build it based on the things I've already mentioned, based on your niche, based on your philosophy, based on you know your vision and your plans for yourself and your family and your, your life as well as your business, you will attract the people who you desire to work with as opposed to attracting people who you don't desire to work with. And I think it's important to kind of put your foot down and be like, no, these are the people I want to work with and I'm going to wait for those people. Or even better, I'm going to go out and I'm going to seek, look and, you know, market myself to those people people too. So build a network. Now, the next one is an online presence. Now, regardless of whether you like being in the online world or not, you still need an online presence. And an online presence doesn't have to let just be a social media presence. You can have many online online presence today. There's so many opportunities. Um, it could be a podcast. It could be a YouTube. It could be just a website. It might be just a Facebook page. Maybe it is a TikTok. Maybe it is um, an Instagram. But having some form of online presence is really important. And one of the things I would highly recommend is do a Google listing. It sounds crazy, but even if you don't have a physical business, like my business isn't a physical business, it's an online business, still have a Google listing. It's listing. It's really important. But even that's an online presence. So once you've got all of the other things sorted out, the your second final step that I believe is really honing in to your online presence. Well, what is that going to be? And based on my vision in five years time, where would I like my presence to be? Do I want it to be in person? Do I want to be turning up to mother's groups or community groups? Do I want to be in um, some form of a practice or um, have my own space? Or am I turning up with a website? Am I turning up on social media? Am I turning up in YouTube? Am I turning up on a podcast? Am I turning up in, um, oh, there's lots of different ways, but what ways would you like to turn up? In a newsletter is another way. 
But turning up online is actually really important because it can help you reach a wider audience as opposed to just people within your local region. If you're working with people in your local region, you really need to get out there and your network is meeting people in person. If you would like to have more of an online presence, it's getting out there online and building a network online. So figuring out where you would like your online presence to be and where would you like to dedicate your time to? I've coached and supported so many students through cyclical school in not just being on social media. If that's not your go to and you don't enjoy that jam, you don't have to eat it. You can choose a different type of jam. (laughs) Maybe you choose marmalade. I don't know. But making sure that you're actually doing the things that light you up in your business and that your presence is where you would like it to be instead of where you think it has to be is that if you think it has to be there, you're going to attract those people. Whereas being where you desire to be based on your vision, based on your philosophy, based on your um, intention and who you are as a person is really important. Now, our final step is focusing on customer service is how are you going to serve your beautiful clients and your customers. And I like to use that word interchangeably between customers and clients because they could be one or the other or they could be both. But how can you actually serve these people and what are you going to serve them with? So what are your offerings? And when we come to our offerings with clients as a menstrual cycle coach or a menstrual cycle educator, there's so many ways. You heard me talk about the niche and all the many different niches out there. But what are some of the ways that you would love to serve the many with the menstrual cycle. So for me, when I started out, my service was I worked with one-on-one coaching clients and then I offer, I also offered some drop shipping. I drop shipped um, nutritional products and I still do that today. And that was my go-to. But since then, I've added other things like a, a membership platform. I've offered some self-paced programs and mini courses, which are still available on my website at wellsome.com. Um, to help you discover your menstrual cycle. But what are the things you would like to offer as a service? Now, having an online store selling menstrual cups is not my thing. That doesn't align with my vision, but it might align with your vision. So what does that look like for you? And when you can understand what it is that you're going to serve and how you would like to serve these people, you can look at your experience with your clients. How can you give your clients a positive experience? And is that from the time that they enroll as a client with you or sign up or register? Or is it something different? Is it sending them a gift in the mail? Is it calling them on the phone, having a conversation? But customer service is really important because you've done all of this, and I don't like using the word work, but you've done all of this work to generate this particular client. Now you need to serve them. This is the opportunity to have them stay in your inner circle long term. So giving them a really positive experience is really vitally important because that will help you retain clients. It will help your clients become customers. Maybe your customers become clients and actually helps build a really strong reputation as to who you are and how you're showing up. For me, I've definitely had clients in the past who have worked with me for full term, so six to 12 months. But then I've also had clients who have been like, nope, you know what, after a discovery call with you, you're not the right coach for me. And that's okay. But I still want to make sure that I give them a fantastic, positive experience. So what else can I do to really support them and bring them up in their journey of reconnecting with their menstrual cycle? And I think we often forget that not everyone's going to want to work with you and that's okay because not everybody is for you. But discovering and understanding where you're, where you are in your business life on your life cycle and who do you want to serve and how can you continue to serve them 
and give them a fantastic experience. Because I don't know about you, but I love when I go to see my acupuncturist and she's like, oh, here, have a free bag of herbs. I'm like, what? Really? She's like, yeah, come on. You've been been coming to see me for like nearly 10 years. Take the herbs. I'm like, okay, great. That is great customer service. Talking to someone on the phone and having them actually call you back with a follow-up after you've had a conversation to confirm with you that this thing has been resolved or we're still working on it, that is great customer service. You know, sending an email and replying to the emails and having presence and time to do that is great customer service. So along with putting yourself out there and, you know, knowing your niche and having a plan and a vision and building a network and having a presence online and maybe in person too is customer service is vitally important is what is the experience you're giving the people who are stepping into your circle and how can you hold them so that they remain in your circle now the last one as a bonus is a little tool that I think is really really important for anybody starting a business and that's consistency is that you know business is challenging I'm not gonna lie it's very challenging But having the right network and the right support and the right vision, all that really supports you. But you need to commit to it. It's like having a relationship. You can't just be like, oh, I'm kind of one foot in, one foot out. You need to go all in and 100% commit. So if you're committing to have a YouTube, keep creating YouTubes. If you're committing to having a podcast like I did with this back in 2019 or July of 2019, commit to doing it. If you were going to turn up on Instagram and you think that's your platform, commit to doing it. If you're going to be a Pinterest sharer, commit to sharing on Pinterest. Don't spread yourself too thin. Just pick two platforms online or two ways that you would love to committedly turn up and commit to yourself that you're going to do that. Consistency is key. And so much, so many of us, you know, can't stick with consistency. And I think that's one of the things that's been very supportive to me is that no matter where I am or the challenges that I have in my personal life or how I feel is that I keep turning up and I love to stay consistent. And if you can stay consistent, you're going to be absolutely amazing at whatever it is that you're doing, whether you're you know, a naturopath, whether you are a school teacher, but if you can be consistent, that is going to create some really amazing experiences for you and your vision. So stay consistent. And these are my go-to steps when it comes to things that you need to consider when starting your menstrual cycle coaching business. All of this we cover in our business semester at Cyclical School, but I think it's really important to just share it. Um, This is a very simple um, podcast episode of just me ranting and sharing all of the things I think that are foundational to consider. Um, Obviously, I teach it in more depth in Cyclical School. You can learn more about that at cyclicalschool.com. But when it comes to getting started is that keep it simple, stupid. I love that saying, keep it simple, stupid, is that when you make it complicated, it's just going to be too hard. And you're going to be like, fuck this, it's too hard. I'm going to tap out. But keeping it really simple means that you can stay consistent, means that you can stick with your niche, means that you can keep sharing your philosophy, means that you can stick to the vision that you have achieving, whether that's one years, three years or five years or 20 years, whatever the vision is, stick to it consistently consistency is the key. Gosh, I love that saying so much. So if you've been listening to this and you've been enjoying this episode, please come and share with me on my socials or leave me a comment on my website, wellsome.com or wellsome underscore Gemily on Instagram. I'd love to know if this is really helpful for you. If you have more business questions and think we should have some more episodes like this, sharing a few little insights to business, 
please come and let me know. I'm all open to your ideas for your topics for the podcast. But I hope this was a really great little inspiration from the students asking me these questions and that you have really received a lot from it. Remember, it's all about keeping it simple. And if you can do these little steps and write them out, you just you never know where things could lead. And remember to not give up on your dream. If it feels true for you and it comes from your womb space, stick with it. If it's ego based and you're following and all these other things from the ego, maybe that's actually not in alignment for you. So let's work on identifying our niches, creating a beautiful philosophy for you as a coach or in your business getting educated, receiving the education you need to be able to share confidently as a coach, creating some form of a business plan based off your vision in business and vision for your life, building a network, a support network and a network of clients and customers, developing an online presence, whatever that looks like for you and focusing on customer service consistently. So lots of love from me. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I'll be chatting with you in our next episode next week. Thank you so much for tuning into every episode of the Well Woman podcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. If this episode excited you, please hit follow on Spotify, which means all of my episodes will pop up in your feed weekly so you never miss a weekly drop. I'd love you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts too. Love this episode? Come and follow me over on Instagram at wellsome underscore Gemily. Say hi and share what you've taken away from this episode with me. Now, is there a bestie, sister, or a friend who you know who might be fed up, frustrated, and confused with their cycles? Are they ready to join you in awakening their cyclical essence too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your socials, email it, text it, or any way you need to get it to them. So together, we can all live in flow, harmony, and balance with our cycles. Now, until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body, and remember, body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle.